0: This podcast is produced by members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but it is not an official podcast of the Church. All thoughts, opinions, and views expressed are strictly those of the authors and speakers.
1: I believe in Christ. He is my King. All my heart to Him I'll sing. I'll raise my voice in praise and joy. In grand amen.
0: Time Welcome back to the I Believe in Christ podcast. I am your host, Conrad Southworth. Uh, this week is week 20 or episode 23 of the podcast. Um, thank you for coming back and listening. Um, so this week we'll be covering June 10th through June 16th. Not as I will, but as thou wilt. Um, from Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and John chapter 18. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about the Come Follow Me uh, lesson for individuals and families, and I talk about uh, or cover church news um, that has come out in the past week. And uh, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you can go, to, or go there and search I Believe in Christ podcast. All one word uh, should come up uh, at Twitter at I Believe underscore pod. Uh, if you'd like to help out with any of the hosting fees, you can go to patreon.com slash iBelieveInChrist. Um, you can find my website at iBelieveInChrist.net. Uh, any of the music from the episode is from Colabite and you can email me at podcast at iBelieveInChrist.net uh, if you'd like to reach out. Um, if you didn't see, there was an episode posted on Thursday or Friday this past week uh, where my wife conducted an interview with uh my sister-in-law who is on Instagram at uh, mental health mama and so you can go follow her um, they talked a lot about mental health and mental health in the church um, and um, you know dealing with depression and anxiety and some things like that so um, uh, the audio wasn't uh, perfect on that so I apologize but um, it was still worth a listen um, so go check it out anyway um, I think that, is all of the announce- announcements, I don't know, uh, for this week. Um, but we'll move in to the church news. Thanks.
1: In Christ. He is God's Son. On earth to dwell, his soul did come. He healed the sick, the dead he raised. Good works were his. His name he praised.
0: All right, for church news this week, um, there's a little bit that came out uh, from Mormon Newsroom that we will talk about briefly. Uh, So starting with the, um, so let's see, West African leaders praise church focus on family and humanitarian work. Um, So uh, this article says senior leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints visited several countries in West Africa last week where they met with government representatives, including the president of the Republic of Ghana. And um, Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Quorum of the Twelve uh, met with the president of Ghana, and um, they talked a lot about um, how they share the um, church's values um, on the family and how families are central uh, to um, a community. And things the such. Um, it says here, uh, quoting the president of Ghana, it says, I was very excited when I got the message that you were visiting. We share in your teaching about family as the fundamental unit of society and the connection to nation building. Um, and then it goes on. Let's see. Elder. Or uh, the. The president of Ghana goes on to say, uh, we appreciate the great things your church is doing in Ghana. And of course we are very enthused to discuss further your interest in sanitation and education in Ghana. Um, so yeah, the or elder Christopherson met with um, a bunch of leaders um, in Africa. This was back in May, but the article was just coming out. Um, moving on uh, the first presidency welcomes delegation from Vietnam's committee uh, for religious affairs. Uh, so there's a meeting uh, this past week in Utah that took place um, where the Vietnam Vietnam's Committee for Religious Affairs, or the CRA, um, came and uh, discussed some things with the church. Um, here it says, uh, we have a longstanding cooperative relationship with the Committee on Religious Affairs and other government officials in Vietnam, um, quoting Elder Gong from the Quorum of the Twelve. And it says, we, uh, he goes on to say, we appreciate those relationships continuing and deepening with the visit of this important delegation. Um, and then moving on here, it says, um, Elder Cook spoke, or, so the title is, In Jerusalem, Apostle encourages interfaith listening and learning. Um, so Elder Cook speaks at semi-annual Jewish Latter-day Saint uh, Dialogue. And um, here he says, it is time to listen to one another and to learn from one another. Elder Cook told the interfaith group at the semi-annual Jewish Latter-day Saint dialogue. Um, so uh, I was reading through this article and this week on the all in podcast, or sorry, this past week um, there was an interview with um, shoot. I have his name here. Stephen uh, Steven T. Colas And he wrote a book called Deep Conviction um, about religious liberty and religious freedoms in the United States. Um, But it was a very good interview. Um, I I enjoyed it, and I recommend that you check it out. Uh, It's uh, it's an LDS Living uh, podcast titled All In. Um, And I've mentioned that podcast before, but um, he shares some good insight into religious um, freedoms and and things. And so when I was reading this article, um, about, uh, Elder Cook, uh, speaking to the, these Jewish people and all these things that we can learn from one another, um, even though, you know, our beliefs differ and, uh, but reading what he was saying that it's kind of time we set aside our differences and focus on what, uh, you know, what we can learn from one another. It, it reminded me of this interview I listened to earlier this week and, um, uh, sorry, Stephen, um, Colas was talking about the 11th article of faith. Uh, he mentioned it in his, in, in his interview. And they said, he said, um, you know, it's, uh, we believe that people can, I should have pulled it up, but, uh, we, they can worship worship how, where, what they may, you know, in more words than that. But, um, anyway, he was talking, uh, he talks a lot about it. And anyway, Go check it out. Listen to it. Um, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, sorry if you can hear the fans on my MacBook. They are going crazy. So, um, anyway, uh, moving on. The ground is broken for Peru's fourth temple. Uh, so it says construction of the Lima, Peru, Los Olivos Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints has begun. Ground was broken for the temple under the direction of Elder Enrique R. Falabella of the 70 of the president of the South America Northwest area. Oh, sorry of the 70 and president of the South America Northwest area. Sorry. Um, so interesting. This is the second, or, uh, this is the first city outside the United States to have two temples. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but it says the membership in Peru is 605,000 people or members. So, um, Pretty cool. The church is doing uh, very well out there and so much so that they have a second temple in Peru, in Lima, Peru. Um, and then lastly, uh, President Nelson addressed saints in the happiest place on earth or uh, Florida this uh, this weekend. Um, him and Elder Uchtdorf and their wives uh, were out visiting um, or went to Florida to visit uh, the saints. And um, during his address there, um, shortly after the meeting concluded, uh, President Nelson or whoever tweets for President Nelson, because I'm sure it's not him, maybe it is, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so he tweeted out, the, tonight in Orlando, Florida, I shared seven vital truths that have the power to change your life and the lives of those you love. These, truths that op- These are truths that open the heavens and allow us to draw upon the power of God. They are, God is our father. Jesus Christ is our savior. We are children of God. The book of Mormon is the word of God. The priesthood has been restored and the heavens are open. Every person has a role to play in the gathering of Israel. Joy comes from keeping the commandments. So, um, yeah, he gave, and the the article that they posted basically says the same thing. Um, These seven basic truths that uh, the prophet was out testifying about. Um, and then later in the article, they quote sister, um, Wendy Nelson. And, um, she says, oh man, I know I got to find it. Um, all right. Well, it quotes elder Uchtdorf and, uh, here it is. The Lord is just as eager to give revelation to you for your life as he is to give revelation to his prophet for the church. Our Heavenly Father awaits our prayers and the great news is that the heavens are open 24/7. Um, and that's sister Wendy, uh, Wendy Nelson. Um, and then uh, on top of that, uh, elder, or sorry, President Nelson added um, man, I'm just all over the place. Uh, he, he added, the most profound truth is that God is our Father. Um, may we pray to him at any time. Any place this beats anything your smartphone or Google can offer, so kind of funny but um yeah they uh they met with some uh a few organizations while they were out there as well um, and some youth and yeah so that's it for the news um I hope that was beneficial sorry uh jumping around a lot but um we'll leave it there and move into the uh, come, follow me lesson for this week.
1: Thanks. I in Christ, he ransoms me From Satan's grasp, he sets me free, and I shall live with joy and love. All
0: right, so the come follow me lesson for this week is matthew chapter twenty six mark chapter fourteen, luke chapter twenty two and John chapter eighteen. not as I will but as thou wilt. Um so the lesson this week is uh Jesus Christ instituting the sacrament, um commanding his disciples to continue to do the sacrament and remember him, um as well as um him suffering in the garden of gethsemane and being betrayed by Judas and taken um in front of Caiaphas. Uh Yes, taken before Caiaphas, and um, yeah, and then uh, Peter denying Christ three times, and then that cock crowing. Um, so that's basically what these four chapters all cover, um, aside from John not mentioning anything from the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Is that right? Anyway, I just read them. I'm just trying to paraphrase. Anyway. So starting off in the lesson, um, the the first part is the sacrament is an opportunity to remember the Savior. Um, so this section just talks about what we're doing during the sacrament and ways that we can remember the Savior and what he's done for us. And immediately when I thought about, when I started reading this, um, I thought about Elder Holland's talk in this past general conference uh, where he talked about the sacrament and the importance... Um, of the sacrament, uh, and the whole meeting together and the meeting house. Um, but the talk was titled, uh, behold the lamb of God from the April general conference. Um, and this one was in the, uh, I don't know. It's in there. Anyway, um, a quick quote from that, uh, talk. He says, we are to remember in as personal a way as possible that Christ died from a heart broken by shouldering entirely alone the sins and sorrows of the whole human family, inasmuch as we contributed to that fatal burden, such a moment demands our respect. Um, this this section talks a lot about how personal uh, the atonement was, and um, how the sacrament is our opportunity on a personal level to seek forgiveness for our sins and renew um, our baptismal covenant. Um, so. I'm going to go through these kind of quick, but um, there's a lot of good references in all of these, and um, just because it's the, the sacrament and the atonement in these chapters, just take time to, um, to go slow and really uh, soak in what you're reading, I don't know, or do what you want. Anyway, um, the second section is uh, the Savior suffered for me in Gethsemane. And there are, uh, five or sorry, three, uh, different little sub study sections in this section, um, where you can go and seek answers to questions that they've posed here, uh, such as why was the savior's atonement necessary or what did the savior experience as he suffered? Um, just more things that you can learn from, uh, outside these chapters. Uh, and so, um, sorry, my recording messed up. I had to come back and cut in right here. Um, but yeah, so there's these little subsections that you can go study more, um, you know, from verses in the dog or from the Doctrine and Covenants in the Book of Mormon and some from conference talks. Um, so take the time to, or I, I would take the time. I'm going to take the time, um, to go through and read through all these. Um, and then there's a section for other questions I have and definitely during uh, while I was reading these scriptures and studying this, there was little things that I was thinking about and questions that I had about the atonement and, um, you know, about Christ's suffering. And so there's a section here to, to write these things down and to, um, you know, to seek answers to these questions yourselves. Um, there is a quote I wanted to share about um, the Savior suffering in Gethsemane from uh, James E. Talmage's book, Jesus the Christ. Um, It is lengthy, but uh, bear with me as I try to read it to you. And so in reference to Matthew 26, uh, James E. Talmadge says, "Um, Christ's agony in the garden is unfathomable by the the finite uh, mind, both as to the intensity and cause. The thought that he suffered through fear of death is untenable. Death to him was preliminary to resurrection and triumphal, return to the father from whom he had come and to state uh, sorry and to a state of glory even beyond what he had before possessed and moreover it was within his power to lay down his life voluntarily he struggled and groaned under a burden such as no other being who had lived on earth might even conceive as possible it was not physical pain nor mental anguish alone that caused him to suffer such torture As to produce an extrusion of blood from every pore, but a spiritual agony of soul, such as only God was capable of experiencing. No other man, however great his powers of physical or mental endurance, could have suffered so. For his human organism would have succumbed, and (laughs) uh, syncope would have produced unconsciousness and welcome oblivion. In that hour of anguish, Christ met and overcome, overcame all the horrors that Satan, the Prince of this world, could inflict. In some manner, actual and terribly and terribly real, though him, though him, sorry, in some manner actual and terribly real, though to man incomprehensible, the Savior took upon Himself the burden of sins, the burden of the sins of mankind from Adam to the end of the world. The further tragedy of the night and the cruel inflictions that awaited him on the morrow to culminate in the frightful tortures of the cross could not exceed the bitter anguish through which he had successfully passed. Whew. Talmadge uses some difficult words. Anyway, sorry. Um, I, I really enjoyed, um, reading this section about the atonement from Talmadge. And, um, I like how he tries to put it in perspective for us that we can't put it into perspective. Like there's no way for us to even conceive or to understand how or what the savior went through, um, when he took upon himself, all of our sins, but we can begin to think about it as, you know, any other person he says like would have become incapacitated or, uh, you know, just blacked out because of the sheer pressure of it all. Um, So a um, interesting quote there from James E. Talmadge. Um, The next section was conversion is an ongoing process. Um, And here it says, think about the experiences Peter had with the savior, uh, the miracles he witnessed and the doctrine he learned. Why then would the savior say to Peter, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And so um, I thought that was an interesting. Um, this was an interesting section. And as I was studying um, this in Mark, I came across another quote that I wanted to share um, from Theodore M. Burton, uh, who spoke at the um, at Brigham Young University back in nineteen sixty four. So an older quote, but he says, "I personally believe. I personally believe this was the beginning of the conversion of Peter." Up to this time, Peter had never questioned his own ability to cleave to truth. Perhaps as so many of us, he lacked humility. As a result of this experience, however, he learned humility. There is no question of his remorse, for he wept bitterly at his own weakness. I feel, however, that a great change began to work in Peter, beginning with his knowledge of his own weakness. Sorry, I should have uh, given some more precursor to that, but, um, this was in reference to Peter denying, uh, Christ three times and then the cock crowing twice. And then Peter goes away, uh, crying bitterly or Jesus, or cry, Sorry. Peter wept bitterly. Right. So, um, yeah, that was what that's in reference to, but I enjoyed that. Um, he talks about how, you know, he, this was the beginning of Peter's real conversion. Cause after that, You know, Peter, he he went away and wept, but then he repented, he came back, and he ended up dying for Christ. Um, So this talks about how conversion is is an ongoing process, and it references uh, the talk by Elder David A. Bednar um, titled, Converted Unto the Lord, uh, from the October 2012 General Conference. So I recommend checking that one out as well. Um, and then it, uh, the lesson goes into the ideas for family scripture study and family home evening. Um, like I said, there's a lot to kind of unwrap in these verses. So, um, I recommend just taking your time and, um, digging as deep as you can into, uh, the atonement. Um, the improving personal study talks about, um, going into the latest general conference, uh, the, the enzyme and going to the index and looking up the word atonement and, uh, researching those talks that were given, um, from general conference that reference the atonement. So I recommend doing that as well. Um, and I will plan on doing that. Um, but that is the lesson this week. So, um, yeah, take your time, um, getting through it. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me, uh, stumble through. Um, I did want to say before I forget, um, a few weeks ago, I talked about, uh, being on social media less. So I was trying that out and I was on social media less, um, not mindlessly scrolling through feeds or anything. Um, but still trying to, get better. So, um, my wife kind of poked fun at me for, uh, anytime I had any social media on my phone or anything, she was like, I thought you were going to do that less. So she was keeping me, uh, true to my word anyway. Um, yeah, that's it for the lesson this week. Um, stay tuned, um, for next week's lesson. And, um, I'll try to get somebody else on to do another interview with, um, anyway yeah uh have a good week and thank you for listening
1: when on this earth he comes again to rule among the sons of men